the service of prayer and preaching for the observation of St. Michael and all angels, October 2nd, 2022. The opening hymn is LSB 876, O Blessed Holy Trinity. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. 
make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. A reading for the Feast of St. Michael and all angels from Daniel chapters 10 and 12. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, Understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I was left there with the kings of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 103. the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, 
obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. A reading from Revelation, the twelfth chapter. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, earth and sea. For the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, uh, a reading from Matthew 18. At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come. But woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the common responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, 
and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we observe St. Michael and all angels. It's an often forgotten feast, but one that is very important. There is much false theology that surrounds us today, especially in the realm of angels. I visited with many people who are willing to tolerate false teachings of Jesus or even deem them to the realm of one man's opinion, but they're less willing to be corrected on their ideas surrounding angels. From where does this come? We may not know this man, but one of the most influential Lutheran theologians of the 20th century was a man by the name of Rudolf Boltmann. Boltman became famous for teaching a position that is known as the demythologizing of the Holy Scriptures. Now, what does that mean? What is demythologizing? Well, Boltman assumed that the Bible contains myths that cannot be taken literally by us today. He bought into the idea that ancient peoples lived in a world inhabited by angels and demons because they didn't understand what we know from modern science. He thought, like many today, the false idea of older means simpler. He thought that many just attributed what they didn't understand to the working of spirits. He didn't believe the invisible world didn't really exist, but was simply guessed at. See, unlike the Sadducees who denied the invisible world, Boltman believed that angels and demons and the invisible world was merely a product of a cultural coping mechanism. Accidents and diseases were said to be caused by demons. And when things went well, it was because angels were protecting the people. This pre-scientific view was perfectly fine, but people today won't stand for it. We're far too advanced for that superstitious mumbo-jumbo. We want answers and only hard, concrete, cold facts will do. Boltman insisted then that we must reinterpret the Bible. He contended 
We must extract the Bible from its mythical elements because people today just won't buy into a Christianity filled with incredible myths. Well, you can see what happened when people started demythologizing the Bible. Before you knew it, all of the supernatural features were gone, along with the atoning sacrifice for sin and the bodily resurrection from the dead. Who can believe such things anymore? Everything miraculous was stripped away. The demythologizing of the Bible was nothing but a wholesale rejection of biblical teaching. Something will always take its place. You might laugh, but people will more readily buy into and believe the multiverse and mythological elements of Marvel and DC and George Lucas and Gene Roddenberry than in the Word of God. Boltman wasn't as smart as he thought he was, but then Bible doubters rarely are. Modern science cannot disprove the existence of angels. The fact that people don't believe in something is no evidence that it doesn't exist. We do believe in a world inhabited by good and evil spirits. They surround us every day. It is true that in the past people ignorantly ascribed to the work of angels both good and bad things that had a perfectly natural explanation. But if people in times past were ignorant concerning angels, our generation is the most ignorant of them all. Today, angels are invariably pictured as sweet, pretty, and relatively harmless creatures. In the Bible, angels appear as men, never as women. Today, angels are usually pictured as women. If the popular view of angels reflects popular piety, we can assume that for most people today, religion is ornamental and primarily intended for women and children. The biblical view of angels is <laughs> quite different. The Bible portrays angels as fearsome creatures. After Adam and Eve sinned and were expelled from the Garden of Eden, God sent angels with fiery swords to keep them away from the Tree of Life. When Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, mocked the true God and went to war against Jerusalem, God sent one angel who destroyed his entire army. Sennacherib had to go home in disgrace. When Zechariah called into question the angel's testimony concerning the birth of his son John, St. Luke records the angel's words, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you <clears throat> and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Then, as you know, Zechariah remained mute until John was named. What is often not known is what the word is that the angel, the word angel means messenger. Angel is the transliteration of the Greek word. The translation of the word is messenger. The scriptures reveal to us that God has frequently communicated through angels. He announced the conception, birth, and resurrection of Christ through angels. So what are angels? Typically, when we use the word angel, we mean the holy beings that attend God, singing his praise, and in service to him, fight for us. They are created beings, but invisible to human eyes, for they do not have bodies. They have, however, at times made themselves visible to men, sometimes appearing as men and sometimes not, sometimes appearing in terrifying forms and others not. Jesus says that they do not marry. From this we gather that they do not procreate. Unlike the number of um, human beings, the number of created angels at the beginning has remained stagnant. No new angels are ever added. 
We don't know what day they were created because Moses doesn't single them out, but we would expect that they were created in the first six days when everything else was created. As created beings, they are finite. That means they have limits. They're not omnipresent, which means they cannot be in more than one place at all at one time. We, uh, what we do not know is what sort of space they occupy or how they occupy it, how large or small they might be. We also know that they are not all-powerful. They're bound by God and are subject to his will, but compared to us, they are exceedingly powerful and beautiful. We also know they are not omniscient, which means they're not all-knowing. They have intelligence and understanding, will and language. They can communicate with us at will with our words. They're older than we are and have observed more. They likely know far more about physics, how things actually work and have been put together than we do. They probably also understand us better than we understand ourselves. At the same time, they do not know the future, and there's no reason to think that they can read our silent thoughts or hear our silent prayers. They aren't God. They are creatures that serve him. Now, some confusion can creep in because some of these beings rebelled against God at some point between the creation and before the fall of man. They are God's enemies and our enemies. We usually call them demons, but they're still angels. They're still messengers, sometimes called as such by the Bible. Further confusion creeps in because the word angel in Hebrew and Greek means messenger. In addition to being used to refer to these created spiritual beings without bodies, it can also be applied to human beings. St. John is called an angel in Malachi, which Matthew quotes. We usually translate it as messenger, but the word is angel. So also in St. John's vision, the pastors of the seven churches are called angels because they're God's messengers to those congregations. Last but Certainly not least, the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Son of God, is the Lord of the angels. He is the messenger of the Father, the mediator between God and man, and is often called in the Old Testament the angel of the Lord. Whenever a being called uh, an angel in the Bible is worshipped or speaks and acts as God himself, using the moniker the angel of the Lord, we understand that this is the pre-incarnate Christ and not a created being. Now, I've spent time describing the angels from the words of God, but why does this matter? It matters in the first place because there is more to the world than we can see with our eyes. <clears throat> God is the maker of all things visible and invisible. Secondly, it matters because God has given us those angels into our service. They are his angels, but he gives them to us. They have been set over us as guards and protectors and watchers, messengers of a very important word. God has made them our brothers, and though they are superior beings, they are subservient to us in love. This is the wonderful order of creation under which no one chafes or complains for we all bask in the goodness of God. The holy angels rejoice over our repentance and faith. They join their song to ours as we take up their songs. We join with angels and archangels, not just at the moment of Holy Communion, but in the entire liturgy where heaven and earth are joined. 
The Gloria in Excelsis begins with their words to shepherds in their fields. The Sanctus is taken out of the temple and put here at our altar and on our lips. Here the risen Christ, the angel of the Lord, messenger of the Father, is present for us in his body and blood with the Father and the Spirit. He is the ladder upon which the angels ascend and descend. Here again a bit of clarification. The language of ascend and descend is deceiving. It isn't actually vertical movement. They're penetrating the real between visible and invisible. Heaven is here because Christ is here. Heaven is Christ's church. This brings us to St. John's vision. See, part of what he saw was a war in heaven where St. Michael, the archangel, and his angels fought against a dragon and his angels. The dragon and his angels were defeated and thrown out, out of heaven. John tells us that the dragon is Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. But that's not what he saw. He didn't see a devil. He saw a dragon. The vision is an allegory, which is helpful for us to think in terms of a parable. What John saw represents a reality that is too complicated to simply show a picture of it. He could have simply seen a congregation gathered around the altar, but that wouldn't have conveyed the whole reality. So he was made to see a war where St. Michael and his angels, his messengers, with competing words, fought against a dragon and his angels. His messengers. But it wasn't really happening. It was a vision, an allegory. Satan isn't an actual dragon. He's an, an, an angel, a messenger. St. Michael is a real angel, but in this allegory, he represents Christ himself. The word of God who became flesh for us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do you see the picture painted? Heaven is the church. Christ's angels are his preachers. They fight against the devil and his demons by preaching and administering the sacraments. Good words. Overcoming bad, evil Words of death. Our brothers, that is you and me, who were accused by Satan day and night, conquer the devil and his whole host of evil, wicked messengers by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. Satan and his demons aren't thrown out of heaven, they're thrown out of the church. Woe, however, to those outside the church. Woe to scribes and Pharisees. Woe to the unbelievers. The devil is not your friend or ally. You were not made for him. He hates you and comes in great wrath. Hence our questions at baptism and confirmation. Do you renounce him and his works and his ways? If it were not for the blood of the Lamb, there would be no defense against the accusations, for indeed we were guilty in our sins. There is no way to face the devil or the law or our sins but with the blood of the Lamb. With the blood of the Lamb. We not only stand... But we sing and we march and we revel in the joy of war that trounces evil. For Jesus shed his blood for our sins. 
He has appeased his father's wrath on our behalf, made himself our substitute, and reconciled us back to himself by grace. We were guilty, to be sure, and there is no one left to accuse us. Satan is cast out by the blood of the Lamb. And mystery of mysteries, joy beyond all music or words, greatest of all gifts, Jesus gives us that same blood, the blood of life, the blood of wisdom, the blood of exorcism, the blood of forgiveness, the blood of peace, the blood of God here and now in real time, and thereby joins us to himself, regenerating and renewing us, giving us his Holy Spirit, pouring his blood over our tongues through the chalice, where our tongues are covered in this life-giving word. What we're doing here this morning is living in the church militant. It's not an easy task, but it's not simply our fight. We are at the same time the soldiers and the prize and the beneficiaries. We come to get our marching orders and our rations and our weapons. We come for the blood of the Lamb, for the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, who is slain but who lives, who has set us into the wonderful order of angels and men, who comes here on earth for us in the sacrament, in word and sacrament. He Here is strength for the day. Freedom from death and the devil and all his wicked messengers. Here is victory and thus plenty of reason to sing. And watchful is the angel band that follows Christ on every hand to guard his people where they go and break the counsel of the foe. For this now and in days to be, our praise shall rise, O Lord, to thee, whom all the angel hosts adore with grateful songs forevermore. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 254, Lord God, we all to thee give praise.
with the Lord Jesus and to keep my little flock, thy lambs and sheep. The ancient dragon is therefore his envy and his wrath In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Everlasting God, you have ordained and constituted the service of angels and men in a wonderful order. Mercifully grant that as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may also help and defend us here on earth. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 480, He's Risen, He's Risen. Jesus the Lord, He will 
God's prison, the incarnate true word. Break forth, hosts of heaven, in jubilant song, and earth, sea, and mountain, their praises prolong. The Jesus was slain, the evil ones fear. But short was their triumph, the Savior arose, and death, hell, and Satan he vanquished his foes. The conquering Lord lifts his back. And sing your hosannas, and raise your glad voice. Proclaim the blessed tidings that all may rejoice. Loud honor and praise to the Lamb that was slain. With Father and Spirit, Shall we?